welcome to the Cup and Saucy Book Club. I'm Jen. And I'm Zana. What's in your cup today, Zana? Today I'm drinking Sweet Dreams of Banff from the Banff Tea Company. It's an herbal with some chamomile and rose and some other little things I can't quite identify. And it's so delicious and it reminds me of the Canadian Rockies. How about you? Well, today I made a strawberry uh, watermelon mint sun tea uh, from mm. and all the all the good things from my local farmers market. So <laughs> I don't have a company to plug this time, but it's okay. Man, that's it fine. Delicious, and it's kind of a warm day here, so that's uh, that's helping that right along. And we are recording this on a Friday afternoon, which is making me enjoy that delicious cold beverage even more. Uh, today we are joined by Andrew Birnott. Uh, he's an actor and model. His most recent role was as Miles Hudson in the film adaptation of Amy Dawes' Wait With Me for Passion Flicks. And he is the cover model for over 500 romance novels and has been featured in multiple magazines. Uh, he's originally from Spokane, Washington, and now lives in Los Angeles with his lovely wife, Michelle, their two dogs, and a cat. Andrew, welcome to the program. Welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. And I am drinking turmeric ginger tea uh, at the moment right now. So. Oh, that ah, sounds yeah. amazing. Yum. That sounds My fantastic. wife bought it. So I, I don't know what brand it is, but I think it says Buddha. Buddha teas. Okay. Oh, yeah. very nice. Very nice. Good nice. choice, Michelle. <laughs> yes. Uh, we met you in Denver at Readers Take Denver, and it, that was the premiere of Wait With Me. We'll start by... Asking, how did you get the part of Miles? How did you find out about that? My agent, of course, she submitted me for that. But I, I've actually auditioned for Passion Flicks in the past. I auditioned for uh, the role of Drew in um, Entangled. And uh, oh, right. I didn't get that, yeah. obviously. But for, for good reasons. I, I just wasn't right, right for the part. But um, So I, I think I was already on Passion Flicks radar from that. But um, Amy Dawes and I actually known each other for quite a few years and when you've done a few covers for her right i've done one it was her third her third book uh book with uh with dr dick i believe that's who i was portraying on the cover yeah so she posted something after her book was optioned by passion flick she posted something on on uh tiktok and she was like who do you guys want to see portray miles hudson and apparently a bunch of people said my name they said andrew biernot and from that, she reached out to me and we started talking and she was like, whenever we start casting for the role of the, the characters, I'll, I'll be sure to throw your name in there. And uh, now now fast forward like two and a half years or something like that, Tosca, the owner of Passion Flix, she was she asked Amy, she was like, who do you do you have anybody in mind for Miles? And at first, when she first asked her that, she forgot about our whole conversation. Aww. Yeah, I mean, but it was a couple years later, you know, and and sure. obviously with the excitement of like them start they them starting like pre-production on the film, I'm sure she had like a million things going through her mind. So I I think they started auditioning, but then Amy remembered um, that we had our discussion, and she was like, "Oh wait, Andrew Birnot," and I I think I think through all of that, they ended up um reaching out to my agent but uh but yeah I, by chance I, I auditioned for passion flicks in the past so I think I was kind of already on their radar too but yeah they I I think they went with three guys um I don't know who the other two uh gentlemen are but 
Um, they showed those auditions to Amy and Amy was like, Andrew, like 100%. And then Tosca was like, yeah, that's who we were leaning towards. And um, so, yeah, that's how I, I got booked awesome. for it. It's, awesome. uh, they made a great choice. Mm-hmm. I was not able to see the the premiere while at Denver. So I watched it on Passion Flicks on the, mm-hmm. on the flight home and, and really enjoyed it, uh, especially because I had already read Wait With Me and... You know, there's always that that sort of, oh boy, you know, the movie is never as good as the book and, you know, what are they going to do with it? And and of course, but Passion Flicks is really about making sure that, that they're true to the books that they, uh, that, you know, they work with. And so it seems that Amy was pleased. So I'm, uh, I think that you guys all did such a great job with it. It was fun and funny in parts and great scenery to work with you know with the uh, area in the mountains and the camping scene and everything so all all a good combination of things and so I'm so glad that they that they uh, connected reconnected you with it and you were brought on what was your favorite part of of filming that or like a f- you know a, a fun moment that that sticks out in your mind honestly out of I, I don't have an extensive resume but the past films that I've been on this one by far was it, I, I had fun like every single day and and going back to what you just said previously with um, how they stayed so true to this to the original book obviously I, I read the book as well and it's it's a, a fantastic book there's mm-hmm. they tried to squeeze everything they possibly could into into that time frame of a film um, which I, I think they did a good job but but having Amy on set was uh, having her to to just talk to her about the characters and to just, I, I pretty much used that that uh, as much as I possibly could. She was probably annoyed with me because I kept asking every scene. I was like, what about that? Like, do you think Miles would be thinking like that? Or do you think those were his intentions? And I'm sure she probably appreciated it on some level too. Though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, it, and it, I've never been on a production where like even the, the people that write the scripts, like they, they really have uh they have no part in making the film once they once they start sure. production. They, sure. Yeah. Um, so it, it just it really to have her on set was amazing. And she's hilarious. We just we laughed so much every single day. But the, the day that sticks out the most to me or the, the scene that sticks out the most to me was um, probably the, the breakup scene between Madison and I that it was a really long day. And that was the last scene of the day. And we just did um, the previous scene right before that was when I punch her ex in the face. So we had this <laughs> momentum of, and usually everything is shot out of order, you know? Yeah. Right. It's yeah, very, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's very rare that you, you get moments like where you shoot, you shoot those scenes in order. So I had all of that aggression going into, cause I had to keep punching him over and like fake punching, <laughs> oh, obviously. No. Yeah, obviously. But with, <laughs> But with all of that rage that I was having in that moment, I got to like storm out of the door and the next scene was being that breakup scene. And it was like, it, we only had like a, like an hour or so left of the day. We had to, we had to wrap shooting. So they set up everything really quick outside and we shot that in the back alley of that bar. I, re- I remember looking over at Amy after we kind of got all of our coverage and our takes. And I just remember seeing her like crying. Like she was just really um, she was just really happy with everything that we just did. And seeing that, I was like, even Madison and I were talking about this. It was like seeing the writer of this story and these were her characters, seeing her that happy was that's like the most fulfilling thing you could get out of. Um, oh, it's the I, I mean, yeah, 
it's got to be the best the best uh, endorsement for your performance. You know, if you can get if you can suck the writer into the story with you, then and get then them great emotional. job. Yeah, yeah. So that that was one of the most uh, that, that yeah that day that scene was probably yeah the 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 best out of everything I think. But very cool. Yeah, that that scene was had a lot of depth in it. And now that you tell us that you had shot the fight scene before it, now it makes you know more sense that it, it was even more emotionally charged, I guess. And that you know all of that momentum and all of that and and all of the the adrenaline and everything just smoothly transitioned right into that scene because it it was like oh you know, stop breaking this guy's heart. <laughs> My God. <laughs> yeah. And Madison and Madison is amazing. She's one of the most talented actors that I've ever worked with. So, um, I mean, yeah, it was, I really was just, I was just reacting off of everything she was doing. She just, she gave me so much and she's such a generous actor. So it was, mm -hmm. it was, it was really, it was one of the best experiences that I've ever had. Um, so it was, it was, it was awesome. Awesome. Well, and you said that you haven't done a lot of film projects yet, but that that just means that there are so many more to come. But do you have anything? Uh, just getting started. Yeah, just getting started. Do you have anything else that's out currently or coming out soon? One of the first like big production things that I, I did was, I think it was the end of 2020 or maybe late 2000. I think it was 2020. It was called um, Eileen Warnos, American Boogie Woman. And mm -hmm. I had a um, like a supporting role on it. And that was actually on Netflix for quite a while. And I think okay. now it's on Hulu. Uh, and then I, I had a film that came out on Great American Family called Christmas in Pine Valley, where I was the lead in that. <laughs> and then I just had a film that came out in uh, Canada. That one's called Love Marks the Spot. And I actually still haven't seen that. It came out a couple days after Wait With Me, actually. I've seen some trailers of that. Is that the, is that the one where there's a um, writer who has died but left their like last book and you have to go search for the last book so you can make a movie of it? Is that that one? Is that that uh, one? Kind, kind of. That's kind, kind of the description. So, yeah, there's a publishing company and there's a um, Annika Foster, the, the, other, this, the other lead um, actor in it. She works for this publishing company and it's they're actually going to be selling um, and kind of kind of going under and um, they own the rights to this book series. But there's like a missing last book that the authors who were um, they were married um, before they passed away. They like hit it and there's, and there's kind of like we have to go kind of on a treasure hunt for it to save her publish like the publishing company. Um, I, I'm an actor in it and I want to get the rights to that book so I can turn them into, um, into movies. And it, it's, it's, it, it's a cute little funny film, you know, it's, it, uh, but it was, yeah. it was a lot of fun. We shot that down in Miami and, um, I mean, the locations were beautiful and Annika Foster right. was also, she, she was so fun to work with and, um, but yeah, it was, it was fun. It was really hot, though. We were sweating. Well, it's it's Miami. It's Miami. <laughs> I remember our makeup was was just like s smearing off our faces. I was like, "Do I need to wear makeup? I don't think I need to wear makeup because it's just like <laughs> it's just melting off." I'm my gonna face. look like the Incredible Melting <laughs> Man. <laughs> yeah. Well, but you also have done a lot of of romance novel covers and. There's uh ha have you ever been recognized for the romance novel covers? Um that's 
I honestly not as um, not as much as people would think, but uh, I was just at the gym actually like three days ago. Uh, I mean, I go to the gym every day, but three days ago at the gym, um, uh, there was a TikTok. She she has like a uh, a TikTok page where she talks about romance novels. Okay. Yeah. And she came up to me and she was like, "Are you on romance books?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah." And she was like, uh, "She's like, I I just did a thing on one of the books that you're on and." So that was the first time that really, I mean, like in my area where I live, where someone recognized sure. me for one of them, but, um, but yeah, re- no, I, for the most part, I, I don't really get, um, I was confused for Nick Bateman one time on an airplane. That was because <laughs> someone was like, are you an actor and model? And I'm like, oh yeah. And they're like, I knew you were Nick Bateman. And I'm like, no, that's not that not one. one. <laughs> <laughs> not I that am, but not that one. Different one. <laughs> Yeah. A lot of the covers that you have done, uh, you have done with Wander Aguiar, who is also uh, a romance novel cover uh, model himself, as well as being a photographer. What's the what's the difference in working with somebody who has been on both sides of the camera as opposed to somebody who just does the photography? Or is there is there a difference? Is there something that you like um, better about that relationship? First off, Wander Aguiar is actually, he was the one that kind of discovered me for modeling. I was bartending a private party um, in La Jolla. Uh, and he came up to me and he was like, have you ever thought about modeling? And um, at, at that point, I danger, was like, danger. I, I, well, it, I, I, at that, at that point, I was just, I just was kind of getting over a knee injury because I used to I I kind I was skateboarding like that's okay. that's what brought me down to California. I rode for a bunch of companies, sure. and um, I yeah I tore my ACL, my MCL, and messed my mm-hmm. knee up pretty bad. And so I I had this year phase of where I was trying to figure out what I wanted to kind of do, and my family all wanted me to move back to Washington, and I kind of felt like a failure. And I was like, I'm gonna stick it out out here and and just see what happens. And um, I I was bartending and serving and I was also working at this restaurant and um I remember I I started taking acting classes and uh I when I was bartending this private party Wander came up to me and he he asked me if I ever thought about modeling and I kind of wasn't really like um a hundred percent with with him at first I was like "Eh, I don't know um, but he was really professional and really nice. And I kind of thought maybe it might be a good way to get comfortable in front of a camera because I really sure. had no experience. Yeah. Uh, other than like skateboarding and filming and stuff for like video mm-hmm. parts. Um, and I think like that following weekend, we set up a, sh- a time to shoot and I came to a studio and, um, he, he really kind of, I had no idea how to pose or <laughs> work with the camera so he really helped me a lot with that. So going to your going back to your question about working with someone that also knows how to model, it honestly it was very educational. He he just showed me basic poses and um like just proper angles for my face and uh yeah, and from that first shoot I he sold one of those photos for a, a book cover. So and once I got money from that, I was like, "Oh, this is way better than this is way better than bartending <laughs> for for how eight to twelve hours, you know?" Like, so I was like, right. this, is, this is way easier. Um, so from there, our relationship grew, and he he honestly has been a mentor for me. I I do all of the book cover stuff with him. Like, I I do 
a lot of different photo shoots for um, like different brands and stuff with mm -hmm. my modeling agencies. But um, all of my romance book covers are shot with Wander. Oh, wow. So all of Yeah. them have been, oh, that's great. Every, yeah, every single one. Um, but yeah, he's, he's been like a constant support in my life. So it's, That's wonderful. I, yeah, I, I don't think I would be where I am right now if it wasn't for just all of the opportunities that he provided, you know? It's just kidding about the whole danger thing is we've already established on this show that I started with mystery and, and um, suspense books. So I look at everything through murder colored glasses. So <laughs> Oh no, but no, but, but really though, it's, um, I, I've actually experienced quite a, some, some weird people in this industry, Yeah, you know, yeah. and, and, Oh, and, yeah. and yeah. So working, working with Wander, he, he set an example of like how a photographer should work and how, cause he's Okay. just really professional, but Yeah. he's also very genuine and likable and we, we can have a lot of fun when we're shooting. And so he set the standard high for whenever I'm working with photographers Excellent. and, Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, people need to be careful. It's like Yeah. it, there are a lot of predators Totally. in this industry Mm-hmm. and luckily I got into it kind of late. Like I, a lot of people that I've met in this industry, they got in really young and I, I started when I was like 24 or something and Yeah. I already kind of experienced a lot. And, um, so I wasn't really putting up with any, any crap from people, you know? And so, um, <laughs> Excellent position to take. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard horror stories too, things that happen to to younger models and it's awful because it's probably still happening. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I yeah, I think it's I think now though there's been a lot of light shed on it. So Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's been a lot more in, in the light for, for sure. Yeah, so which is awesome, but it's uh I mean, I don't think it's happening as often, but it, but of course there's always going to be bad people out there, Oh so yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. That your experience with him has been, has been nothing but good things is, um, It's wonderful. is, is really wonderful because, I'm still you not know, taking off my murder colored glasses, I know, though. I know you're not Xana. I know you're not. <laughs> every, so every time that we review or that Xana reviews a book that I give to her, um, the characters, if they are in any He's way, being a stalker. Why is it, why is she yeah, putting is it, if they're in any way dark, uh, you know, Xana's just going to go, okay, no, I, I don't like this guy like immediately. I'd be <laughs> so, I'd be piecing out. I'm like, no. No, No, I'm not. Don't you tell me what to do. <laughs> a lot of the the male <laughs> characters in these romance books are they're kind they're they're yeah. very possessive and Right. uh Yeah. and, Right. and yeah yeah yes And that's, that to me is like danger. yeah it, it's it's funny that you guys bring this up <laughs> because um so my wife and i've been on a couple covers together uh-huh. Oh, cool. um yeah and We've been, we usually read at night before bed, but we've been recently, we're reading a book that we're on the cover of. I've been, we've been reading it out loud to each other. I mean, mainly me, I'm the one that's been reading it out loud, but Right. um, it's, yeah, it's called Underboss by Kristen Proby. And um, Okay. she, she used a lot of like, uh, when she describes the characters, she's pretty much describing us like, and it's, it's, Oh, <laughs> wow. it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's really, it's actually really fun to read. Um, I bet. but that, that character that I, that I portray in that is, yeah, he's like, uh, he's part of like a crime family and, um, like a crime or organization. And he's very, he, he's very possessive and like, kind of, kind of brutal, you know? And I'm like, Yeah. good, 
good good lord but it's been entertaining to read and so yeah 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 just a reminder to Zana and and anybody listening these are fictional characters fantasies. <laughs> i know they I are fantasies fantasies i get it but you know. <laughs> i mean not all of them you know i mean you and i married cinnamon rolls but i'll i'll read i'll read the alpha guys too you know but but uh but no the cinnamon rolls are the ones that we actually marry so <laughs> do you do you always read the ones that you're on the covers of or do you just select certain ones or um i i i'm really bad about this like i i have a lot of the books that i've been on the cover of because authors will send them to me which sure. whenever they ask me i always say yes um because it's i think it's cool to have but um my wife reads a lot of the books that i'm on she she reads she's read quite a few of them actually um and she'll kind of just tell me about them but it's like when i when i have time to read I like to read things that I'm interested in. I read a lot of books like on acting or like acting techniques and sure. like, right. Yeah. Right now I'm reading a book called um, uh, life in, in a mid shot. And it's really just talking a lot about like how this industry now is everything is self tapes. Like it's very rare that you'll get called into an auditioning room with like real people, mm -hmm. pretty much everything. Yeah. Everything is self tape auditions. And then, if you're lucky, you get a callback and you'll do like a Zoom callback audition. And it's, it's right. it. So, yeah, it's like a whole new callbacks in the time of COVID. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that I'm sure the pandemic didn't help any of that. Um, you know, uh, the the audition process of standing in a room and, you know, you were sent you were sent sides like a day or two before. And, you know, you've got this table full of full of people uh, that are basically judging you while you're standing there trying to do your thing uh having auditioned both ways is that what's um what is more anxiety inducing uh of those two i mean is it is it the in person or the yeah definitely i mean yeah you're because you're actually i feel like you're actually really you're performing you know for some people and uh it, there it's there's definitely more anxiety there but the good thing about now doing self tapes is like um, you don't have to drive across town for one audition and wait in a, in a waiting room with like 40 guys that all look the same as you. You're like, right. okay, that guy. you're <laughs> like, so I mean, not having to do that anymore. It's it, that's relieving. I mean, I save money and gas now I can do two or three auditions in a day and not have to leave my house. But, yeah. but then again, you don't you don't get any feedback. You don't get any direction. And they say, hey, let's do one more take. And just can you change this up a little bit? You don't get that anymore. Now you just you you do your best version of whatever you think is right. And then you send that out and you don't hear anything back or you might. And so so you kind of miss an opportunity to learn a little bit um, like mm. what you would when you were in an in-person audition. But um, <clears throat> but I, I mean. I think for the most part now after COVID and we had to go through all of this, I think everybody realizes this is just a lot easier. So mm -hmm, it's like yeah. you, they don't, they don't have to rent these, these, these rooms to hold the auditions in anymore. They can literally sure. just sit at home and see a thousand people, you know, and don't, they don't have to spend any money, you know? So it's, I think everyone just learned that this is easier, but, but yeah, there's good and, but you lose something bad. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would think that you lose 
at least the opportunity for you know a director or producer to to see a couple ways that you could do a thing you know and and that that might make the difference between them choosing you or not for a role if they hear you one way and then they say well let's try something else and then that second take or that third take is the one that says no wait this is this is the guy you know this is the one this is the one we want and um yeah so there is there is something to be said for for both uh for both methods but also, yeah, it seems are. like when you're in person, and I, okay, bear in mind, this is but from somebody who has never, ever, ever gone on an audition for anything, um, but that you would lose a little bit of that human connection when doing it through Zoom. And so, like, because we do, I see this in meetings. I mean, I, I have a day job, and, and so, like, if we're, we're having a meeting, there's often a little bit of chatter before and after the actual event, right? Then, you know, or eye contact or something like that. And like when you're on a Zoom thing, where do I put my eyes? If, you know, if I'm either having eye contact with you or I'm, you know, by, but, I, but to do that, I have to look at the camera. So like now I look like I'm looking directly at both of you, but I'm not actually looking at you. So I lose <laughs> <Yeah>. some of that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and that's that goes into again, like there's there is a technique to the to self taping audition auditioning, yeah. and it's it's very new and um, something that I'm very lucky with that I that I'm grateful for is that I my wife helps me with all my auditions. She's she's that's always awesome. my reader, yeah, and so I already have that that chemistry built in when we, especially when I'm doing romantic stuff. Like mm -hmm. I, I get a lot of um, audition auditions for like for uh romantic films and so when I get to read with Michelle it's like I just I memorize my lines and then I just try to connect with her as much as po I possibly can in that scene and and for the most part it I mean it's I've booked things because of that you know and um that's awesome yeah yeah and I've and I've done in-person auditions where the reader the other person in the room reading the dialogue doesn't even look up at me they've just they're uh -huh. looking down the page they're, they're looking down at the script and they're not looking at you. Yeah. yeah so you're like, <laughs> I'm trying to emote with you. But again, it's like, and no fault to them because they're seeing God knows how many actors right. they've seen oh, that day. Totally. And so are, are they supposed to give me a heartfelt performance every time? No. Like I'm supposed mm -hmm. to go in there and do my job as an actor and, and exactly. And make some choices and, and, and show them what I got. But it's, but again, it's like, yeah. So like there's, there's good and bad to, to in person and self tapes now, but for for the most part, I'm not wasting as much gas. So I'm, well, and that's a big thing, yeah. And you're saving the planet at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> well, and also too, I think that in doing the self taping, it also helps them to see how you respond to the camera, your relationship to the camera, as much to you know, say, somebody who has only done stage work that's you know that is definitely person to person when you're auditioning for that but you're but there is a factor of you have to you have to be able to perform to the camera for the camera I mean you get all those romantic roles you have to make love to the camera too not yeah, literally that self that self-taping has its that has its plus sides too but uh 
you're working uh, so you're working with your wife a lot which um which has got to be i mean it's just it's just cool to say hey i i get to work with i get to work with the person i love every day so, so. i'm of two minds about that Oh, yeah, well, <laughs> Zana, Zana actually works with her husband, so. Yeah, we work for the, both work for the same company, and it's not always as awesome as it sounds, but yeah. I'm glad it is for you. <laughs> I mean, my, my, my wife is a fashion designer, and she works Monday through uh -huh. Friday, so I, it, it's, and honestly, right now with the writer's strike that's going on, yeah, the auditions, right. yeah, the auditions are, are very far and few in between at the moment. So it's every the whole industry is kind of slowed down and and now right. SAG is in talks of possibly going on strike. So okay, in, in solidarity. Um. Well. So or 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 on their own. Yeah, on their own the same terms. reasons. Yeah, because um with mm -hmm. um AMPT. Sorry, I always forget this. Um, the Alliance of Motion, Motion Pictures and uh, Television uh, Producers. Our contract or the SAG's contract with them, I think expires, I think uh, June 30th and they start oh, wow. negotiating June 7th. So, um, the, so they start negotiations June 7th. And if they don't agree upon a new contract that is good for both sides, then we, we will be going on strike. So, okay. and I'm, I, I have a feeling we might be, but yeah, I mean, the whole industry is kind of on standstill at the moment anyways sure so, sure and, and these are these are all these are important um yeah matters for everybody in the industry so it's and i it's yeah so we have to say that at the time we're recording this because you we won't actually be able to air this for another month or two but at the time we're recording this the writers guild of america the wga is on strike and what they're on strike for primarily is being able to be compensated for streaming services and their uh, revenue that is gained from uh, having having something on a streaming service. And right now they are currently not. We have seen you on social media, on the picket lines in solidarity with them. And on this program, we also support the WGA. What would you feel is most important for people to know who are not a part of these industries uh, to to know about this and why it's important for the writers to have that their slice of this pie. Well, I mean, with without our writers, this industry is non-existent. I mean, it's the, they are really the foundation of all of this. Like they create these stories, they create these characters, and if they're not being properly compensated for their work, and they can't have a uh, a living from from doing this like i think there's something wrong with that and we used to have residuals from things that were played on on television and we don't have that anymore everything is yeah. streaming and they there's nothing in the contracts of saying like if this show gets this many streams you get paid this is like it's so there's definitely there's there's some things that need to be fixed and mm -hmm. I've always been I, from my first acting class, I was taught to always honor the writer and to respect their words. And I think it's kind of insane that they they can't make a living off of off of what they're doing. It's just I think it's a shame. And and also with everything that's happening with AI, there needs to be re like regulations on this because 
I don't know if you guys have messed around with that stuff at all. Um, I haven't personally, but I, I have friends that have, and you can, oh, you can. Andrew, we have an entire episode about uh, AI in narration. audiobook narration, and yeah. we we actually called it uh, Cup and Saucy Book Club Spills the Tea on this one because uh, we feel very, very yeah, and, strongly and not, not about just audiobook the use narration, of AI. But AI one of the things that we talk about a lot on the show is um, humanity because storytelling is the foundation of humanity. And, and first art so, form. Yeah. And so to, to put, to take that out of the hands of humans is risky <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> yeah. At, at the very least. Yeah. So it's very important to us that what we hear an actor perform that that's that those are human words you know that that's a human's um experience life experiences put onto a page that's um our stories being told that it's not and what you do from you know computer. what actors do is you, yeah. you basically take take the words and and infuse it with more humanity and and this and this does then affect the you know not just the writers but also but also the actors, because I mean, those deep fake videos, you know, they're, oh, that's a whole other subject. But uh, yeah. Oh, that's a whole other subject. <laughs> I know, but, but it's, but it's because of AI that those, oh, I know. that yeah. those things are even, even exist. So, well, you know, and I don't know that it's wholly evil exactly, but it, it can be used that way. It, it just like any machine, it's not, it, it doesn't have a, an agenda, but people with an agenda can misuse it pretty pretty yeah, mightily yeah. so i i i think ai is inevitable and i think it's going yeah. to be a part of our daily life like in the near future i mean it's already progressed so it's quickly, already but yeah but yeah but that's why it's so important to there just needs to be yeah. regulations on it and just, just the, hu like the humans need to be protected <laughs> yeah yeah i mean because it, it can be poorly used and it will affect people's livelihoods Yes, definitely. And, and the, the parameters is, if we set the parameters and the guidelines and the boundaries for this technology in the beginning of it, and, you know, before it gets to the point where we can't tell the difference. Yeah. We have to do all of this before. So, um, and yeah, I, I wanted to... I wanted to make sure that we that we talked to you about this because when I saw the the Instagram of you on the picket lines, I was like, "Yep, we're <laughs> we're we're definitely going to have to talk about this part because it is is very important." It is, and I do hope that um, while I uh, while I agree with you that SAG-AFTRA will probably be uh, on strike as well uh, by the time that this uh, episode airs. Um, I, I do hope that, that they can come to some agreement and that, that this will all have been a, uh, hypothetical conversation and not one in reality, but we all live in the real world. So we're probably going to be seeing it kind of pulling back from, from the more serious, uh, stuff. Uh, but speaking, uh, to your, to your Instagram, um, I have seen some stuff on there. You are a karaoke enthusiast. Is that right? That is true. Yeah, I got that from my mom. She she loves to sing and she loves karaoke. And 
that's kind of something that we always when I come home and visit, we're like, let's go sing karaoke. So <laughs> that's awesome. Um, yeah. Okay, so the inevitable question, Andrew, what's what's your go-to's? Um, so my go-to song is always "Great Balls of Fire." I feel like that warms nice. up the audience. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then if they have um, five two one by the Doors," I'll usually do that. Wow. Yeah, and that okay. one I go pretty, I go pretty hard on that one. <laughs> um, and then I mean. It's hard to get more than two songs in at a karaoke bar. Usually there's always a long oh, right, list yeah, of people. Right. Yeah. So yeah. if if I'm lucky to do a third song, I'll do uh, <laughs> Wicked Games by Chris Isaac. Nice. Oh, nice. oh wow. Yeah. I love that and song. I, that, that brings it down a little bit. And I, and I try yeah. to get really emotional when I sing that. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's got a, so. that's got a, a, a nice little... Uh, baritone bit to it so yeah that's yeah wow. so it's hit, it's that's hit or miss so, sometimes i nail it and sometimes i've had a little bit too much to drink and it my voice yeah. isn't quite there but it's you know i i still try as far as you're heart. concerned i'm sure it sounds great yeah <laughs> i don't know i don't know yeah i think well and and yeah there's that there's that sweet spot of i have had just enough to drink that that i feel courageous and brave and will sing anything and then there's the line just over that where you go yeah i sound fabulous and everybody else is going oh please make them First, stop you know some of, some of stop. us <laughs> some of us are all about the oh we're gonna sing anyway yeah <laughs> yeah well yeah. the problem with what a stage fright of, <laughs> yeah i mean the problem with some of these songs is the the karaoke like programs that they have or yeah. whatever song they're using sometimes they have like a little bit quicker tempos or slower yes. so yes you you that's where i have an issue with sometimes they're too fast and i'm like that's not yeah. how the song is supposed to I'm sound not, no. <laughs> i'm not bad this the the tempo this, of this yes. is yeah this is well and or they'll use some bizarre like generic version that is not the song that you've heard the the, the slightly off uh, off brand so that it you know it doesn't completely mess with the copyright again probably not great for the writers of the songs but <laughs> it sounds like like a like a polka music version of it have you heard those oh, is it, yes, is it polka I've heard music? those oh gosh. it's like it's like the two it's, it's kind of weird you're like now i want to sing what? every song to polka music no 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 i i'm going to talk you out of this anna I I'm, love I'm, because it, you know of <laughs> It's for the love dance. of our friendship, I am going to save the you from that. The polka is a fun dance. <laughs> oh, it's a fun dance, but singing everything to it? No. So fast. Yeah. Did Did either of you see the video? I think Amy Dawes posted it, but it was in Denver when we went out after the Amy Benson premiere. We went and sang karaoke. Yep, that's how I yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. I, I begged everybody. They were all, they were like, no, it's too late. It was like 1030 or 11. And I was, I begged all of them. I was like, let's go, let's go. And we found a karaoke bar. I got my name on the list and we had to wait there for like, it was like 35 minutes. It felt like um, oh, wow. before I went up. And so everybody was just looking at me tired and kind of, it seemed like they were kind of mad that I dragged them out. But then once I got up there, I was like jumping around the bar and like right. just acting crazy. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I want to go do karaoke with you. 
yeah, totally. Where's our next event that we're all together? Let's let's find out. And we have a karaoke date. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so where uh, actually, where are you going to be? Um, are, are you doing any more book events this year? Um, or passion I, flicks events? Well, so I'm actually going to London for the Gabriel premiere on and a bunch of the passion flicks. Uh, some like a lot of the actors will be out there to support it. And and then I, I, as of right now, I think Wonderlust uh, in San Antonio. I might be doing that if I'm available, but it's just it's really hard to sure to to plan because if I if I book something right because like, the acting yeah I put yeah. the acting stuff the, the acting has to be everything. a priority for sure yeah yeah so it's just like my schedule is kind of always up in the air and if there is an event that I'm available for people might find out like a couple days before so it's right kind of right. crazy. <laughs> Yeah, so we're um, we're doing many book events this year because we just we started the podcast and we said, okay, I'm let's sorry. do it. We're all crazy in. like that. Uh, and yeah, so we 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 understand because then we also have our families day and day and jobs and stuff yeah. to get back to after that. Um, but uh, but yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna stick a pin in this though. We have a we have a Rain check for a karaoke date, the three of us. So, um, because I. Are you guys going to go to Passion Con next year? Is that I the would one in Puerto love Rico? To. I would love to. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to negotiate <laughs> that one with the family. I am yeah. trying to negotiate I, I, that I'm one still, with the family. I'm still, I'm, I'm not sure <laughs> yet if I'm going to, if I'm going to go again, because it's so far out, but yeah. that would be, that, that should be a, a really fun event. So I've never been there. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Puerto Rico would be, would be a new location for me. Um, Yeah, me too. I'm sure, uh, I'm sure they have karaoke bars too. But yeah, so we'll have to, uh, we'll have to, we'll have to figure that out. I have, I have a, I have a list of, of ones and then, and then Xana and I always, uh, (laughs) always duet Xana do. That's our, that's our thing to do together. Uh, But, uh, but yeah, I have heard some versions of of uh, Ike and Tina's version of Proud Mary that uh, no, that that is not that is not Ike and Tina. That is not Ike and Tina. But that's my go-to. Well, Jen, Jen so. is a karaoke goddess, so uh, I don't know if I'd say that. But yeah, but I, well, I I'm love look, it. I'm, I'm looking. Too. I'm looking. I'm, a, to, I'm enthusiastic. Uh, with you. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a lot of fun, even even it if. Is. Uh, yeah, I think some of the most fun I've had is when I'm not doing good. I think that's yeah. It's yeah. just it's yeah. Everybody's laughing at me. My I don't mind right. being the butt of the joke, you know. So right. Who needs who needs dignity when you can be in show business? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what it's all about, after all. That's right. <laughs> so your most immediate projects. Um, er, so everything everything that you have been working on recently is. Uh, has already been released is that right yeah yeah so. i mean it's yeah again it's everything is very like i've had On a hold? couple yeah i, I had i've had a couple somewhat big auditions for things that um i it, i haven't heard anything back but it's still kind of soon so who knows right. but um but again i yeah i'm just trying to keep busy and um I've been luckily I've been doing a lot of like modeling stuff on the side mm-hmm. so that's that's been helpful but um but yeah right now I'm kind of just seeing what happens if SAG's going to go on strike and gotcha. um 
just trying to stay busy. Gonna, we're going to hope for the best for all of that and that those who are the decision makers in that will will listen and really make really make the change so um, because our writers are there are storytellers and it's important that we that we have our stories and that we have humans telling those stories because things have slowed down, it gave us the opportunity to get to schedule a chat with you, which has been just absolutely fabulous. So thank you, Andrew, so much for being on the show. Thank and, you both so much. And you can find Andrew on Instagram and Twitter, and we will have links to his social media as well as everything that we talked about today. And that can be found in the show notes for this episode on our website, cupandsaucybooks.com. Follow us on social media and wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe if you like what you're hearing and leave us a review. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok as Cup and Saucy Books. And we're on Twitter as Cup N, the letter N, Saucy Books. And thank you for joining us for the Cup and Saucy Book Club. Join us next week for Zana's review of whatever I made her read or a chat with a special guest from the world of books. And probably a few tangents. Happy reading. Cheers. Cheers.